0: So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space 102 FM. My name is John Keely, still joined on the other end of the Zoom line by uh, Shane Ambrose. And today we have a special guest, as we usually try to uh, keep in touch with what's happening around the Catholic world, events, pilgrimages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This week we decided to contact Lockdurg in County Donegal. And welcome onto the program Mary McDade who's a member of the Lockdown Pilgrimage team. I think her actually I think her, her title is official title is the Director of Pastoral Services. Anyway, Mary, you're very welcome to the program and thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much John and Shane. It's great to be with you today.
0: So Mary's going to share a little bit about what's happening in 2021, but just before Mary we start on that, um, there's some of our listeners who mightn't know much about Loch Derg. They might have heard about it, uh, but they don't, they, they don't know much about Loch Derg, the pilgrimage site. Can you explain to us maybe where it is and a little bit about the history,
1: please? Certainly. Uh, probably many of your listeners are more familiar with the other Loch Derg, which is down <laughs> in the same country, uh, near, near your area. But we are in Loch Derg in County Donegal. Um, and while it's very often just referred to as Loch Derg, actually Loch Derg is the name of the lake, the pilgrimage site itself is uh, more properly called St. Patrick's Purgatory or the Sanctuary of St. Patrick. So it's an island location in the middle of, of i say, Loch Derg, near uh, the Donegal-Fermanagh border. Uh, and the closest town or village is Pettigo. And it's about a half an hour from Donegal Town. So just to situate it in, in people's minds, that's that's the location. Um, I'm just looking here uh, at a a, a book that actually the current prior wrote many years ago, and he has in it a copy of Betelius's map of Ireland from 1560, and Loughdare is one of the very few places shown on it in, in all of Ireland. 1560. So that takes us back 500 years. But in fact, Loch Derg, the pilgrimage, goes back even much further again. Uh, There is a larger island uh, behind the the station island, which is called Saint's Island. And it is there that a monastery was set up in the fifth century by the Celtic monks. And that was then subsequently taken over by the Augustinian monks, then the Franciscan friars, and then in the 1700s, the diocese were located in the Diocese of Clotter, and the diocese took responsibility of it from the late 1700s. So basically, from the 5th century, Lodderg has been a place of pilgrimage. So it's incredible history, uh, really. Um, It has changed a little bit over the time, in that way back in the the uh, mid-medieval times, the pilgrimage could have been anything up to 15 days duration. Uh, and it, it's definitely reduced to nine and then six. And now the traditional pilgrimage is now a three day pilgrimage. Um, and on the three day pilgrimage, people uh, arrive on the island on their first day, having fasted from midnight the night before. They stay awake all of the first night, keeping vigil and praying as they they keep vigil. And then on their second night, they go to bed on the island. And then they depart on their third day, but maintaining their fast until midnight of their third night. So it's a three-day fast. The entire pilgrimage is done barefoot. And that's something maybe that puzzles people sometimes, you know, why the bare feet? And when someone explained it to me many, many years ago was, well, you know the story of the burning bush when, Moses asked, when he said take off your shoes for the ground in which you stand is holy ground and i think that's very much part of the reason why the lockdown pilgrimage is done in bare feet thousands probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have obviously tread those stones over the past thousand years. And so we, as we do it, anybody who, who does the pilgrimage, we are walking literally in the foots of our ancestors, in the, in, in their footsteps of walking the same stones that have been there for a thousand years. And so we're praying with our entire body when we do the lockdown pilgrimage. Now, it has often been said that it is the most difficult pilgrimage in the Western world, and it's not easy. But then, you know, nothing easy. Uh, nothing good comes easy you know Uh, and the benefits that people get from it are are absolutely unbelievable and it's interesting that just this coming week uh, we have the feast of St Thomas on the the, the 3rd of July and Thomas was the doubter, doubting Thomas and while we have people of enormous deep faith coming to a on a regular basis we also have the doubters the people who are searching you know, and it's often said that that um, you know true true the truth and and the proof comes from deep searching and deep searching will bring deep truth and we have those people coming regularly uh, to lock Many pilgrims would tell us that their annual locked Air pilgrimage is their annual connection with the institutional church um, and you know they, they just get so much from it and I think for me anyway it's the authenticity. We have nine values associated with Laptaird. And I suppose for me, authenticity is probably the biggest one. Um, Our description of, of the authenticity is that we are in touch with one's best and truest self and with what really matters. And I think the fact that you're away from the mainland, there's no cars, there's no television, there's no radio. In fact, you can't even see a road from the island you're so remote and it's just to get that space and that time to be by yourself and to be with god i think is is the main that's certainly what i get most from it is is the getting away and the the time and the space to be with god it
2: definitely links in mary with i suppose some of the great pilgrim traditions on in ireland i suppose the other one anytime anyone says Dirk to me the other place that automatically comes to mind is Patrick. of course you know yes. and the linkage mm-hmm. is there and, but again yes. as you said there's that whole linkage where you are encountering the divine with body mind and spirit yes and yes. it's something mm-hmm. which is actually common to so many faiths um, as someone who has has worked overseas and particularly in, in majority muslim countries it's the one thing that always struck me about those of the Islamic faith, and particularly when they did their Hajj to Mecca. Again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a requirement for a, a Muslim, experience. you know, and it's a body yeah. experience, you yes. know, mm-hmm. and the whole way that they pray is involving the body. And it's very much linking yes. to what we are as Christians in terms of our faith is an incarnation faith, which means... You know, God came into our world. He came to walk amongst us. He came to yes. accompany us in our lived experiences. And I mm-hmm. sometimes I think we, we kind of forget that, particularly in Ireland. Sometimes we have a tendency to have a very high theology. We put God in a cloud and he's out there. And it's it's good to remember that it, it's not. He, he, it's, it's, what, it's what he walks with us.
1: And now, I think Jesus walks with the pilgrims in walking with one another. Mm. You know, there there is very often as much uh, good, uh, derived from their pilgrimage, in a pilgrim sharing their story with another pilgrim, than there is with from the sermons or whatever they hear in, in the basilica. You know, it's the gathering of the people. It's the people walking and praying with each other, which is uh, a huge. And they're all the same. Mm. Uh, many years ago, a friend of my father's had a um, serious illness and, in fact, had a leg amputated. And my parents went to visit him in a rehabilitation centre in Dublin. And this guy was a very wealthy man. He had everything that he needed, you know. But he said to my parents, he says, this place, the rehabilitation centre, reminds me so much of Loch Derg. He says, we're all the same here and it doesn't matter what we have at home. And Loch Derg is like that too. It's a great leveller. You know, mm. that everybody's the same. It doesn't matter what you have at home. You're coping with the same things on lockdown. Mm. And it really brings you back to, to base and, and really brings you in touch with, with everything that is, is good. I,
2: I have to say, Mary, um, having done lockdown twice myself, my abiding memories of it are is that the sense of pilgrimage, the sense of even achievement you have in doing it. Mm-hmm. And most of all, it's the, the midges. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I suppose, and gosh, they, they affect me terribly. I can assure you. And I, I'm there for the whole summer. You're only there for three, sure, for three days. days yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, we, we get beyond that and see, you know, the the, the real benefit. And I, I talked there about the values associated with Derg, and I suppose if I were to choose three, Authenticity would certainly be the first one, and the other two that I would put up there would be healing and hope. You know, um, there's great healing found on Loch Derg, and uh, mm-hmm. Father Eamon Conway, who who I know you know well, wrote a, a book recently on Loch Derg, and he called it the Island of Quiet Miracles, mm-hmm. and it's those miracles of inner healing, not. Physical healing, per se, but inner healing that happened day and daily on unlocked earth, And so many prayers and often for people seemingly impossible requests are answered yeah. on the Loch Derb pilgrimage, you know?
2: Yeah, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, Father Eamon Conway there, Father Eamon, of course, is a great friend of the program. And we did have an interview with him in June 2019 about that book. Mm-hmm. And if people want to listen back, it's on the podcast page. Now, Mary, one of the things, obviously, talking about Lockdurg, Derg, one of the things, of course, is, you know, as you mentioned there, it's about Pobble Day coming together very much. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's about people coming together. And obviously, at the moment, that's a problem. And unfortunately for 2021, for the second yeah. time ever, we've had, you've had to cancel the pilgrim season because yes. of COVID. So mm-hmm. in terms of coping with COVID and kind of maintaining the tradition, what kind of innovations or what kind of things has the team been taken on in 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 luck
1: yeah well we've bowled ourselves over really with how we've coped with it to be honest um um i mean it's a huge loss to us in so many respects of not being able to open as you say for the second year running but we we grabbed the opportunities that were there with with both hands and we piloted last year um something that we've been thinking of for several years. And we're continuing with those pilots this year in a, on a very small scale. First of all, we have what we call the pilgrimage on the lake shore or the pilgrim path. Um, the ancient pilgrim path is is the way that people would have actually walked to there because that was obviously the only form of transport uh, for many, many years. And so we have redeveloped that developed that path that we can now walk 12 kilometres well, six out and six back in a loop, um, right out to as close as you can get to Saints Island, the original monastery uh, island. Um, And we last year, and again this year, we're offering offering guided pilgrimages where the, the prior or some of the rest of our team will walk with people and pray with them as they walk the pilgrim path. Now that pilgrim path is open every day for people just to walk on their own in our visitor center at the lake shore we have a little leaflet of the prayers that they might say along the way and we have little stations marked along the path where they can stop and say specific prayers so even though they can't go on to the island they can walk the pilgrim path and at many many points along the path they're looking over at the island and actually see it maybe from angles they never saw it from uh, before so that's one initiative which was very successful but of course COVID even closed us down on that last year, uh, but it's open at the moment. And um, if you, if people would like to watch our, our um, website, news will be going up on the dates on which Father Law will be guiding more pilgrimages. But again, welcome any day just to come along themselves and walk the Pilgrim Path. Mm-hmm. We also took the opportunity last year to pilot residential retreats which we've been thinking of again for many years to to use the place for a different purpose if you like and so we piloted two of those last year um, where we have 11 ensuite rooms basically that were used for staff and covid restrictions don't allow shared bathroom facilities so that was where we're, we're uh, limited to a maximum of 11 participants so we had two of those last year they were fantastic And uh, we have uh, two more of them this year coming up now in August. And we're really looking forward to that. But the way in which we reached out to the majority of our pilgrims who were missing their annual pilgrimage, if you like, was we offered last year and again, actually this weekend now, we are having the pilgrimage from wherever you are. So people were invited to do the pilgrimage at home or wherever they are, uh, while the Prior and a few of his comrades do it on the island. Uh, So in solidarity with each other, everybody was doing it simultaneously. Um, Even people in Australia and Canada will do it in, real time not you know so they're they're doing their vigil in the middle of the day and then, <laughs> you know but they they join with us and then myself and and three other members of the team do it in the church in Pettigo where there's a webcam and so people who are at home and actually you know it's probably more difficult to do it at home particularly okay. if you're the only person in the household doing it so you can go on to the webcam and we will be there doing the pilgrimage in full. Uh, there will be mass broadcast. There will be all of the stations, the vigil talk. All of that will be on the webcam. And so people get the moral support from us uh, as we do it. They see us doing it and they do. They pray it with us. So last year we had uh, over 600 people did it in that way. And as of, of um, Friday of, of this week, we had 500 people. Registered to to do it, so you know it's very very popular and it's it's While it's certainly not ideal, at least it gives people that sense of of doing the 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 pilgrimage.
2: I think it's great because it it maintains the tradition, if nothing else. And I I think that's as much as anything else. I think that is in that is important as well.
0: Yes, John, were you going to come in there? Just one question now, just before we finish off. There might be some of our listeners who might who might want to send in a petition. Can can people send in petitions? And how?
1: Our our email inbox is very full all of the time with with, uh, petition requests. Because as I said, people really know that their prayers are answered in whatever way, in whatever way God knows best. And uh, on our website, there's a little tab called Prayer. And people can go on there and that gives them a direct link uh, to submit a written petition. Or they can get a prayer card. Or, and that will be sent out to them in the post if they want to say that they prayed for somebody else or direct email at info at Loch and that goes directly to the prior.
0: And for those of our listeners who might have email, I mean, can they
1: can they post it? You know, yeah, absolutely, they can put them in the post, Loch Derg, Petigo, County Donegal, or they can lift the phone and uh, one of my colleagues, Maureen Ornula, are always keen to pass on any prayer requests um, to the prior as well. And can you Um, share their phone number with us? Yes, 071-98-61518.
0: So that's 071-98-61518. That's it, yep. Mary, thanks a lot for coming. We'll have to leave it at that. Um, you very welcome. Uh, we, Thank we, we, you so much. There's a piece of music that I was thinking of playing, and I've got three options here, but I think the one that I, the one that I think I'll stay with now is by, it's by Monica Brown, and this one is Lead Me, Guide Me. Maybe that might be one for But for, for those Lovely. people who'd love to go to Dirk, can't get there. Lead me,
3: guide me.